up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting from Studio 1A here in downtown Arlington, Virginia, in the heart of Arlington County. Of course, we are here in Clarendon, back again for episode number 97. I'm your host, Chris Farley, with a full crew today. Excited to have to my right, of course, it's co-host number one, Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? How's it going? It's good. How are you? Good to see you back in studio. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah. Did you listen to our show last week? No. Why would I listen? <laughs> good point. It was just me and Docs. Good point. Well, let's bring in Docs. Of course, to my left, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Got a lot of feedback that that was the best show we've done oh, really? uh, since uh, the Lisa Reeves episode. Uh, was she was she not on the Lisa Reeves episode, or was I? No, just, people said that that one was good too. That but, was our comeback episode. That was, that's right. That, that's mm. where we lost our edge, but we got our edge back. That that show. That's right. All right. Well, a lot to get into on today's episode. Uh, a big show to get to today, guys. Uh, and let me just get right to the agenda. Excited to be joined by local running legend here today, guys. John Finney Jr., who is 77 years old and a regular participant in all the Pacers running races. He is often a, an award winner at our, at our races. And he's going to join us in studio to talk running and whatever else is on his mind. So really thrilled to have John uh, on the show today. Also on today's program, uh, Joanna ran a race and it actually went well. So we want to make sure we talk. We talk about all our bad races. So we're going to make sure we're going to talk about her positive race. Uh, there was a gift that we teased last week from a Russo. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure that we open that gift on the air. Mm-hmm. I think we've done that in the past at the gift uh, episode and probably wasn't super exciting. So, <laughs> so we'll try it again did, today. Did we work out all the kinks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joanna's got a couple stories for us, so that's going to be exciting. Uh, and local runner set a world record. Mm-hmm. So a lot was it get... me? <laughs> no, it was uh, not you. Shoot. Wasn't you? Uh, spoiler alert! alert. Uh, but I did want to bring up something about you. So Joanna, do you know Docs is like big soccer fan, right? I'm I'm surprised that you didn't listen to last week's show, but I'm surprised that he and Dave Cahill, the manager, general manager of uh, well, Four Courts, Dave's a Liverpool fan, is huge. He? You're right. Yeah. So I, they could have gone on about soccer for 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 days and days and days. Fortunately, Dave had to, had had other. Uh, he had to he go had to, to a soccer game. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so Docs is uh, he works for DC United, and I'm, I, he probably doesn't want me to give too much specifics on this, but uh, Kathy uh-huh. went to. An event with him last night. Uh-huh. I guess it was the the women's soccer team was playing at RFK. Is that right? Yeah, it was the the final day of the She Believes tournament, and, and which is like four of the best uh, uh, women's teams in the in the world: USA, France, Germany, and England. And, and they all played each other in a round robin tournament. And so, and so, Docs does statistics, um, and he's he's. Uh, one of the one of the employees who does who do does statistics for uh, games like these, and he brought Kathy, race director, managing partner of Pacers uh, the running races, to the game. Let's just put it this way: Kathy has resigned from Pacers today. <laughs> she has a new life, a new career, and a new inspiration. I yes, guess. Yes, she does. So she's texting me last night during the game, and there's a couple few things that she says. Um, 
even though Doc says I don't need to, but I'm studying up on every single player. Yeah. So uh, by the off chance that one of the press corps gets lost and I need to be on camera immediately, I will be good for the commentary. Mm -hmm. So she was ready for that. That didn't happen. Didn't happen. Spoiler again, didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she was prepared for this job. So she was super nervous. So she goes and does the stats and her text to me says, wow, this might be the coolest thing I've ever done. I, I mean, love it. I mean, it might be like, you know, you're in the moment and you, you kind of say things that... And it, Kathy is also a big soccer fan. She's a huge soccer fan. No, yeah. we, we went down into the belly of RFK mm-hmm. and uh, saw the women's team walk by us, you know, so I was like two feet away from Tobin Heath. Yep. Uh, and Kathy went onto the field a couple times. Cause, yeah. you know, actually, let's talk about that. Kathy actually had better credentials than me. <laughs> That's what uh, she said. I don't yeah. know how that... I mean, you're the one who got her the gig. Well, because I, I was only supposed to stay up in the press box. Got it. Okay. And then they, they were like, okay, well, we, we, we want you to be a runner. Uh, so they also wanted her to go do things that involved going out onto the field. So they, got, they gave her a different credential. So we got our passes, and then we went up, up to the press box, and then I went back, and I was like... I went back to where we got our passes, and I was like, hey, um, we're both going to need to get... Uh, access to the field. Mm-hmm. It, there's somebody else there. She's like, uh, you don't need it, just her. <laughs> so, yeah, she was thrilled by that. He, she said this. She said, "Docs is very good." That's that was one of the texts she sent to me. But I have better credentials than him. So, she did. <laughs> so yeah. she was really thrilled by that. So you you impressed her. Um, you, you you probably can get uh, free entries to any Pacers running races <laughs> from here on. I would hope through ninety six episodes that already have that hookup, but all right, that's that's probably true. <laughs> so uh, very very cool stuff. She was thrilled. I'm glad you uh, involved her in that, Docs. Good work. Well, speaking of Kathy's races, uh, one of the mainstays of all the Pacers running races is seventy seven year old John Finney Jr. He is a Super positive, inspiring guy who is regularly on the award stands after the races. Uh, so I thought, what, what, a be- what better of a guy to bring in to talk about, you know, running races and just how you continue running in your 70s. So next up, joining us in studio, local running legend John Finney Jr. here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs Joanna, we are excited to be joined by local running star, John Finney Jr. John, how are you? Thanks for joining us, man. Chris, thank you very much. It's an honor to be here, and I'm excited at this opportunity. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Well, it's great to have you. I was just kind of looking through some of the results. So John runs, you know, pretty much all the Pacers running races pretty much every single one. So if there's a Pacers running race, he's generally there. I was looking at his wash, Run Washington runner rankings, and it's got about 16 races uh, in 2016 that you're in. Is that – you probably even ran more. How many races did you run last year, John? Last year I ran 24, sir. Wow, that's awesome. And a number of them are the uh, are, are the uh, Pacers running races. You know, we just had uh, – if, if you're listening to this recording on Monday, we just had the Four Courts Four Miler, uh, which is, I'm sure ha- ha- we had an awesome race then there. And 
you know, we got a number of races here in April, including the Crystal City 5Ks, which John does. What is it about the Pacers running races that you like so much? There's a number of things, uh, Chris. I think, number one, the professionalism of the races, uh, the timing, uh, the organization, uh, the DJ who does <laughs> yeah. a fantastic job of yeah. motivating people, and also the recognition, uh, Chris, that Pacers gives to the runners with your age group rewards and your medals. It just is an all-around terrific experience, and I try to run every Pacers race every year because it's a, such a positive uh, experience. Yeah, and, and not only does he run, guys, but he is – regularly an award winner i'm not sure there isn't a, a race that he wins that he doesn't win an award uh so that that is pretty awesome 77 years old running strong i mean how how, how are you doing it at, at 77 there's a lot of people out there who are 17 having a hard time getting out the door how are you doing it still or, at 77 or 23 or 23 <laughs> like docs is right mm -hmm. right well, I think, first of all, you know, I've, I've got to thank the good Lord for keeping me in good health, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, again, Chris, I want to thank Pacers. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, running in your races is a great positive experience. Uh, you've got a lot of different races. Uh, and again, I emphasize the professionalism and, and the terrific organization. And the people that run in the Pacers races enjoy it. Mm -hmm. They have fun. And the range of people in your races, I mean, from uh, children from seven uh, below to um, the senior citizens like myself up to <laughs> 80 and above, uh, you have a wide, wide clientele and uh, everybody has a, a, a great time. It's a very uplifting experience. Well, I appreciate it. And our, our tagline is for every run. So we really are, uh, you know, true to that. And John's a great example. Uh, so how long have you been a runner, John? Well, I've been a runner, Chris. I started out in uh, 1973. I came back from an assignment in Vietnam where, uh, with the State Department. Uh, and I had been in high school and college. I'd been a baseball player, and uh, both high school and college. And then after college, I couldn't find people to play baseball with me anymore. <laughs> so I, I gravitated toward the tennis court. And I love tennis. And then when I got back from Vietnam, I said, I've got to improve my quickness on the tennis court. And I started running at Haynes Point. Uh, the first time I went out to run, I ran 100 yards and I was out of breath. <laughs> so I started walking and then I resumed. So that's how I started at Haynes Point. And I used to see people running races. And so I thought I'd give that a try. And then uh, I got hooked. So it's been a a very positive experience it's been a very healthy experience and i've learned a lot when you were running in the 70s when you started running was it was that the marathon boom uh the marathon boom hadn't really started doc uh it really picked up after frank shorter you remember mm -hmm. won the uh, gold medal in the olympics in 1972 yep and that piqued a lot of people's interest and then bill rogers came along running out of boston and uh, Bill ran the uh, Boston Marathon. Uh, he was young and attractive, and uh, <laughs> that, uh, that really got a lot of people excited. And then um, in the late 70s, I think the Marine, Marine Corps Marathon, if I'm correct, Chris and Doc, began in 1976, 77. Uh, but uh, Frank Charter, again, I think he got the silver medal in the 76 uh, Olympics, if, if, if I'm correct. Uh, yep. 
And then, Chris, you will all remember, I think, the book by Jim Fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was about running. And then George Sheehan, Sheehan. Dr. George yep. Sheehan, Writing and Running World. And George Sheehan and Jim Fix gave, you know, an intellectual rigor and uh, great insights into not only the healthy benefits of running, but also the psychological and then, um, so it really started to pick up in the 80s. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I, I, I uh, remember, you know, my dad telling me stories of, 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 of running the, the Marine Corps Marathon in the 80s. And, and you're right, the first, uh, first race was uh, November 7th, 1976. Uh, but it was a different time and in, in, in a different experience running a marathon. Uh, you did run Marine Corps. When was your first Marine Corps? And tell us kind of your experience uh, at that marathon, your first one that you did. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, my first Marine Corps marathon was 1981. Okay. Uh, again, on this, uh, at that time, I was assigned to the uh, U.S. Embassy in Zambia, <laughs> in Southern Africa. And I've been reading George Sheehan. I've been reading Jim Fix. And I thought, uh, gee, running a marathon would be a great goal. So I started running from downtown Lusaka, which is the capital of uh, Zambia, out to the airport. It's about 16 <laughs> miles. And so I kept doing that. I thought that might be the best way to prepare myself. And then I came to Washington in October of 1981. And and signed up for the Marine Corps and joined. I think there was about 4,500, 5,200 mm-hmm. people, and it was exhilarating. Um, and I uh, felt such a privilege to be able to run through the Washington monuments here in this beautiful city. And then the feeling of accomplishment, Chris and Doc, after having finished it uh, (laughs) and standing up it was my best time I did a 342 without really knowing what I was doing but I thought this is exciting and the Marines of course made it uh, very very special so I was hooked from the get-go now the 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 registration fee at this time guys when when uh, John was running was ten dollars ten dollars a little bit different time. And like you said, 4,500 or so runners. But it quickly grew to uh, 11,000 runners in the next – I mean 11,000 11, runners in the next year. So, you know, it was growing fast. Uh, and then – and we were talking about this before, John, uh, b- before we, we had you on air. Uh, the Marine Corps Marathon had a huge event with Oprah Winfrey running – uh, the race. And I, I don't remember what year it was, but I believe you were in that race, right? Thank you, Chris. Again, uh, uh, yes, I was. I, if I remember correctly, it was 1995 mm-hmm. or 1996. And Oprah, God bless her, uh, had um, taken this training for the Marine Corps Marathon very seriously. She had a trainer and uh, she showed up and uh, we were at the starting line and this was a very trim and uh, very ready uh, Oprah Winfrey. The rain uh, began as soon as we started. So it was, uh, that was an additional challenge. Uh, but I want to hand it, hand it to Oprah, uh, o- Oprah because she persevered. I think she did about a 432. Yeah, 429 was 429 her official time. that yep, year. Yep. And uh, everybody was uh, very proud of her. Yes. I, and I think, Chris, uh, Oprah's participation definitely gave a lift. Uh, uh, I think uh, two or three years later, um, Al Gore 
mm-hmm. uh, ran uh, the Marine Corps Marathon with his daughters. And I think uh, that that uh, drew a lot of attention. But fundamentally, I think, and you probably know Rick Nielis, mm-hmm. who is the manager of director, a longtime director of, of Marine the Marine Corps. Corps Marathon. Rick's uh, consistent uh, effort to improve that race and uh, take it to new heights, I think, was also a fundamental factor. Yeah, so we, we have had Rick on the on the show before, and he talked glowingly about Oprah finishing the race. Um, now, if I remember correctly, Docs, Joanna, there was a, a special portage on for, for Oprah. Was it a... Um, they got a, a RV, camper, yeah, an RV. RV. Were, were you able to use that special portageon, John? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to say, uh, <laughs> neither Rick Nellis uh, nor Oprah uh, offered me the opportunity. <laughs> but fortunately, as you know, there are uh, plenty of trees and a lot of foliage <laughs> along the route, which uh, did the job for us. No, no doubt. Um, so you've you've done all types of distances. Uh, you know, you even participated in the in the uh, the ultra marathoning distance throughout the years, right? Yes, I had the great fortune, uh, the great good fortune uh, in uh, 2008, and the privilege of running the uh, JFK 50 miler, and that was the same year, uh, Chris and Doc and uh, Julianne, that um, that Michael Wardian. Uh, the remarkable local runner here also was running in the race. And uh, I just might mention the beginners like myself, (laughs) uh, we were able to start at 5 a.m. And I I remember very vividly standing at the starting line at 5 a.m. And the gentleman next to me uh, the previous week had just completed a marathon in Antarctica. And I was asking myself, should I really, am I in the right place? Right. (laughs) So we launched at 5 a.m. As you know, there's a very steep hill at the beginning. And then you're running on the Appalachia Trail, which is basically like running down a creek bed. Yep. Large rocks everywhere. So I was two hours into the race, deep in to the Appalachian Trail and I started hearing rustling in the woods behind me (laughs) and I turned my head and saw Michael Wardian, his long hair streaming, (laughs) bounding through the woods like a stag. You know, I was running around the rocks, Chris, but Chris, but Michael Wardian was bounding from rock to rock. So I knew right then that uh, I was in the presence of a really extraordinary runner and sure enough, Chris, he won uh, mm-hmm. in 2008 I think you know with the time about five hours and 45 yeah uh, he was under six well it was a remarkable six. achievement yeah that, that's a great story and we had Mike on the on the podcast before and he you know we talked about him and in, in, in length about him running seven marathons and seven continents in seven days and uh, yeah he's just another he, he is just another species so extraordinary uh, yeah. you know extraordinary a local runner and yep. uh, has brought great fame to Arlington through his running exploits and you know we're all in awe of him Chris yep. no no question so a lot of inspiring stuff John's done so uh, at, at this point you know you 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 must uh you know probably be be retired and living the good life I would imagine right well not exactly uh Chris <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm one of these people that was never good at shuffleboard so 
<laughs> so when when I had the when I retired at the State Department after 38 years on a Friday afternoon uh, on the following Monday I had the privilege of going to work uh, as the foreign policy advisor for the chief of the National Guard in the Pentagon in 2004 and uh, I've been very fortunate and very privileged uh, to continue in that job to this day Wow and uh, uh, the National Guard is our oldest military institution founded in 1636 as the Massachusetts Massachusetts militia and the 453 men and women in the Army National Guard and the Air National Guard are a national treasure. It's a privilege to serve them. Wow. So are, is this a 40-hour-a-week job, John? This is a 50, 50. to 60-hour-a-week. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> so when do you find time to run? Yeah. Well, I find time to, uh, uh, well, I mean, the, the idea is, uh, you know, like Chris Farley and Michael <laughs> Wardian and uh, our other heroes, uh, right. we find the time. I mean, so yeah. during the summer, I run with a running group and, uh, you know, we meet on the Mount Vernon Trail. Uh, we start meeting at uh, seven o'clock on Saturdays and then we gradually push it back when it gets hot. We're meeting at five. Mm -hmm. And so we do our runs on the Mount Vernon Trail. And then in the evening, uh, fortunately, the Pentagon, uh, Chris, Doc and Julianne has an indoor gym. Uh, excuse me, an indoor track yep. on the gym, nine laps to a mile. So I have a series of nursery rhymes uh, <laughs> that I memorize. And so uh, quite often, two or three times a week, I'll be running at night there uh, on the uh, indoor track in the Pentagon. That is, I, I'm, I, seriously, I am inspired and impressed. John. I mean, I literally, I booked him thinking, oh, you know, he could probably do during the day. You know, he probably doesn't. Know. He's probably 70. And you know his age because he, you know, when you sign up for these races, Right. You know, there's no hiding from what, what your age is. Well, so. when, when you're a decorated Pacers events runner. I know, that's very true. So that's really impressive. How many days a week are you talking about do you run? And, and, and do you do other cross, I mean, do you do gym work? Or what what, what does your training regimen look like? Uh, thank you, uh, Chris and uh, Julianne. Yes, I uh, my goal is to run five days a week. Uh, have a rest day, and then do cross-training in the gym. And, uh, of course, I have to adjust that according to the weather and, and the rhythm of my work. And then sometimes I adjust that slightly by doing two gym workouts a week and then four days of running and then one day off. Wow. Um, the older you, in my case, the older I get, you know, the flexibility and uh, balance you know are extremely important and you know i used to think uh like a lot of um uh, young men who didn't think clearly that uh, <laughs> that yoga was for sissies well yeah, that was that was me yep guess what <laughs> Yoga is a lifesaver for, yeah. for the senior runners like myself because it is through yoga that, yoga that uh, exercises that uh, we're able to maintain the flexibility and adaptability to still be on the trail. So have you, have you had any you know, significant injury problems that have put you out? I had one, only, again, I've been extremely fortunate. Yeah, yep. So that, that I had one uh, serious uh, plantar fasciitis mm -hmm. problem about 15 years ago. And so um, I went to see a podiatrist, who, and he, he sent me to um, Phil Fenty. 
yep. and the fleet and the fleet feet store. This was before yep. uh, Pacers, Pacers, of course. Yeah, and Adams Morgan, yeah, Phil. So in Adams Morgan, fantastic. So yeah. I went to see uh, Phil Fenty, who I had bumped in in during the, he did marathons, and uh, Phil said, "Well, look, come over and meet my son." um adrian adrian <laughs> and adrian will fix you up so adrian looked at me and we discussed plantar fasciitis and he signed me up for the brooks beast oh right on <laughs> and uh and i put on the brooks beast and i walked out of that store and started running again that weekend and i've never looked back i mean so, how, how many of you guys have been fit by the former mayor of <laughs> of uh washington dc he was a very intelligent and uh uh, skinny shoe clerk yeah. at that time. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, but he, uh, Phil, got me into the Brooks Beast, and uh, thank you, Brooks. I've been running; uh, it, they're clunky and so forth. But I've been running in Brooks Beast ever since, and I've never had a, a problem. Wow! That's so that, that was a blessing. So does it take you a while to recover from these races now, or are you able to kind of get back and you know get get back running? Uh, let's say the Sunday race you do. Do you take you know a day or two off or do you are you able to get back running pretty quickly after the sunday's uh st pat's day race yeah okay thank you chris the first thing is i try to do a gym day mm -hmm. after after the race like uh, the st patrick's day on sunday so mm -hmm. monday that was my gym day um and then um i also try to uh sometimes do a swim day and that uh, relaxes uh, uh, my muscles, and that helps a lot. And then my first run day, you know, it is, um, it is a, a, a limited run. I mean, I'll do three and a half or four miles just to uh, get the rhythm back. Yep. And uh, another important thing is the older you get is sleep. Right. So, I mean, you've got to get, I've got to get that eight and a half, nine hours. And Whoa. that makes a huge difference. I yeah. love sleeping. <laughs> I do too. Mm -hmm. um, you, you, you are an inspiring, uh, one of the, you call yourself a senior runner. Uh, but there's, there is a lot of other guys out there, John. And it, w w Docs and I talked about um, a race last week of of these two uh 90 plus year old guys one dixon hempfield who is a fairfax uh who is who is a fairfax runner who's 92 who ran against orville orville mm -hmm. rogers who is mm -hmm. 99 in the usatf 60 meter championship did you happen to see the race i did i saw the um the video of the mm -hmm. race and it was totally inspiring it was i mean <laughs> The the ninety nine year old Rogers outleans again. We talked about it last week, but outleans mm -hmm. uh, Dixon Hemfield at the line. So, wh what do you think? You, you watching that? I mean, I've seen I've seen John run. I, I know he can run faster than those guys. But is that you know inspiring something you would aspire to when you're in your nineties? Uh, praise the Lord! Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, um, you know. Age is really just a number, mm -hmm. and uh, if you are able to uh, exercise and able to uh, be a part of uh, adventures like Pacers Running mm -hmm. and be inspired uh, by the seven-year-old and the 80-year-old uh, who on uh, St. Patrick's Day, uh, he was 80 or 81, and he did a 29-something for the 5K. Wow. So when you're surrounded by those people and you're blessed with good health, I mean, uh, the sky's the limit. Well, 
you are uh, on a podcast. You've you officially arrived, but we want to make <laughs> yeah. sure we want to make sure that you can. Da- have you ever listened to a podcast before? Could you be able to? Could you download at seventy seven? Can you download? Because my mom's seventy two. I'm not sure she can download mm-hmm. the show. Yes. Well, um, um, my uh, my uh, my daughter uh, arranged <laughs> for me to get a iPhone uh, seven plus. Wow. And so nice. then, and you know, and I've been going to the Apple Store down here in Clarendon. Yep. And uh, so the, uh, through that uh, process, uh, I'm clawing my way into the 21st century. <laughs> yeah, so, so you have to, you, and, and for Pacer, and this is one thing that Kathy and Lisa uh, have done, is you, there is no mail-in entries. So I'm sure back in the day when you're doing races, you mailed in the Oh, entries. absolutely. <laughs> so. Oh, no, no, absolutely. That was, that was the, uh, you know, 19th century. Right. And here we are in the 21st century. So, and so, again, Pacers has led the way. That's right. With your, with, with, with your technology, and you have forced us to adapt, and we adapt, and we're learning, and it's wonderful. So, you, so you're able to go and sign up for the races and on your computer at home, no problem, right? That is correct. I, I use my app. I have an Apple computer at home, and I have a 7 Plus, and I use either one of them to uh, to register for your Apple races. See, Doc's, I mean, he, this guy is an Apple fan. I know. I don't know why you dislike Apple so much, Docs. I do not like Apple. I, I know you don't. I just don't understand. I, ha- I have drunk the Apple Kool-Aid. Yes. And it's... Uh, uh, it's delicious. It and, 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 and Farley and, must have served it. Yes, I yeah. Did. Well, Doc, I, I, let me I put did. in a plug for uh, for the Apple folks please because, do. because mm. you they you, don't pay us. No, but no, please. You can do, go John. there and get instruction. Yeah, exactly. I mean that, that that's what saves it for me. I can go in there and sit down with one of their technicians who is you know uh, pushing twenty five or something, <laughs> and and they're very patient and they and exactly. it's, it's been marvelous. Exactly. Uh, well, I'll give you that. Yeah. But thank you, uh, thank you, uh, uh, Pacers, for taking us into uh, the twenty first right. century. We, that's there. An- another thing. Not, not only we help you run, we help you get into the twenty yes. first century with your computers and your iPhone seven. And the run, plus. Washington. A, it's all very exciting. Yeah, that's a b- better phone than I have. I mean, <laughs> I need to go to the Apple Store <laughs> after this podcast. And Chris, if I could say one, one, yeah. uh, I just want to make one mention before yep. the end of the podcast. I didn't know if I have an opportunity. Um, but I want to pay tribute to your father and, and, and to your mother. Thank you. And, um, what they did to, uh, bring Pacers to Arlington, to the Washington DC area, to the Fairfax community and the contribution, uh, that they started and you are continuing with your team to transform, uh, the running community, uh, in this area and the different initiatives that you take to uh, reach out to people throughout the community from all areas and all levels. Uh, and you've made us a, healthy, a healthier, uh, better uh, community through your work. It started with your dad. Yep. He's a hero. I, want, I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that struck a chord with me, but thank you. Um, yeah, my dad and, and mom definitely have been such a supporting uh just so supportive of the running community and um you know my dad passed away a couple years ago as we've talked on this podcast but this is exactly what he would have wanted to see so you are carrying on his tradition we're very very proud well thank you john um so 
we've got a number of, of Pacers races coming up. Um, what's on the calendar for you before we close out here? Okay, what's on the calendar, first of all, is the April, the uh, the uh, Friday in April, number one. Number yep. two, signing up for the um, for the, the uh, Pacers 10, uh, George Washington 10-miler, one of the best races not only in this area but on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, and then, uh, you know, looking forward, of course, to the hottest race on the planet, which is the <laughs> – July Crystal, Crystal City, City Twilighter. Yep. Uh, I think was it last year or the year before it was pushing ninety eight. Yeah. It, it was, was an extraordinary experience, but everybody <laughs> everybody survived. Yeah. I mean, I, I think every, almost every other year, I think Lisa is is thinking, well, can we actually do this, or we're going to need to push it off a little bit longer, cancel? But it is it is the hottest race, figuratively and literally, uh, out there. That's a that's a good one. Uh, and that's that one's of course is in July, so it's pretty much everything on the on the Pacers uh, calendar you're doing. And absolutely, do, do well, you, first of all, of course, is Ireland's Four Courts, yeah, which is which this is Saturday. This Saturday. Yep, run the hill. Right. <laughs> so, so what is the longest distance you'll run? Is it is it ten miles? Do you do half marathons? Oh yes, yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, oh yes, no, we do the uh, do the Woodrow Wilson, mm -hmm. uh, and then I I've I've been blessed. I've been able to do twenty seven uh, Marine Corps. And I've signed up for my 28th. Wow. And uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. Uh, but I want to try to do uh, I, uh, a couple more half marathons. Mm -hmm. I want to get in the groove there. I've, I've done the six or seven of the Woodrow Wilsons, and that's good. Uh, and the half marathons are spreading around the area. Maybe that's one that Pacers uh, might take a look at at yeah, some time. No, no doubt. That is, a, that is a great distance and probably the fastest growing distance uh, in the road racing circuit. So I think that's good advice. Well, this guy is the perfect pitch person for uh, <laughs> for the Pacers running events and uh, an apple and an apple, apple as yeah. well. Uh, but John, uh, you are you are an inspiring guy, and I mean, it, it shows you know those who are out there that it's never you know you're never too old to get out there, and it just takes you know some good energy and, and just some stick to and here you are at 77 and, and just out there killing it. So I applaud you, my friend. Well, you're most kind. You're most gracious. I mean, look, needless to say, I mean, I'm just another toad in the road here, <laughs> you know, trying, trying to uh, keep father time at bay, but you know, you have attract, speaking of senior runners, you yeah. have so many really talented senior runners uh, that you have attracted in your races. So, I mean, it's a privilege for me to be associated with them. Some of these people are just truly outstanding track stars. Yeah, and uh, But, you know, I'm just your uh, Joe Blow here uh, <laughs> trying to keep moving and uh, do my best. But uh, seriously, uh, Chris, uh, what your family and your team has done to help improve uh, this uh, running community in this area and to bring us such uh, world-class, outstanding, uh, professional uh, running events that are not only professional, but also tremendously enjoyable. Your recognition mm -hmm. of all the people in the race through your awards is, um, is just outstanding. So you are the pace setter, and well, I'm I, proud to be able to participate. I, Thank I, you. I appreciate it, John. And that you know, a lot of credit goes to obviously Kathy, uh, Kathy's mom, Pat, and yes. Lisa, and the whole crew. So, all right, John, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, if you see John at, at any of the races, tell him you heard him on Pace the Nation, and he inspired you to get out there. 
It's John Finney Jr. He joined us on Pace the Nation. John, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Chris. It's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you. There he goes. It's John Finney Jr. He joined us here on Pace the Nation. See him at the next Pacers running race. We're going to take a quick break. This is Pace the Nation. We'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to John Finney Jr. for joining us on the program. Um, I would, you know, generally at this time promote a Twitter handle. Mm -hmm. Um, He is a big Apple fan. I really enjoyed that part of the interview, but I don't think he's got a Twitter handle yet. Well, not yet anyway. (laughs) Not yet. After this interview. Well, I think after he retires, he's going to become full-time athlete, tweeter. Who who knows when that will be, though? Farley, let's be honest. I I thought... At least part of me thought, did Farley just write a script for this guy? <laughs> uh, praising Apple, praising oh, Pacers, yeah. Yeah. what a spokesman. But you know what? Uh, he mentioned a couple of things like the capital of a country in Africa. Right, right. Zero <laughs> percent chance you knew either of those existed. Um, Good point. He, he, he had, there was too much sprinkled geography in there, so I know that you didn't write it. <laughs> right. That's a good point. I, I didn't give him a script. I... Uh, you know, a lot of those things I think I'm going to use for sound bites moving forward for the uh, Pacers running races, <laughs> for sure. But uh, not not a total script. But yeah. awesome to have him in studio. What a seriously inspiring to be able to run. I mean, five six days a week in the gym, working full time. I mean, literally, he's got more energy and does more than people half his age. Mm, that's true. It's <laughs> definitely true. So thanks again to John Finney Jr. for joining us. All right, Joanna, um, glad to have you back in studio today because there's been a package that's been sitting here uh, waiting to be opened, and it was from Arusso. So we wanted to make sure that you were here. We wanted to make sure we gave it proper due and open. Are you on not sure which Russo because it just says P. Russo? <laughs> I, you know what? It could be Brother Russo. Maybe he forgot to put the... Uh, uh, bottom part of the B. Also, the return address is not New Jersey, so that's also something else that's, that that's, makes you suspicious. Yeah, very, very true. So it is um, from a Russo. Uh, so we wanted to wait for you to be. We wanted to wait for you to be here to to open it. The, Hopefully, it's appropriate to open on air. The the package says perishable items open immediately. <laughs> it does not say that, but uh, if it did, we'd be in trouble. All right, so Joanna, go ahead and do the honors. Can I have some keys? All right, so Farley's helping Joanna open the package for some reason. God, there's a lot of tape yeah, on here. Tape. They're, they're commenting on the tape situation. Farley is going to get a knife or some scissors or something like this. Uh, and we are getting our first glimpse into why the play-by-play of opening a package is boring podcast material. Here they go. Farley is, is dangerously wielding those adult scissors. Why he doesn't have children's scissors, I do not know. Uh, Joanna, you better just just get out of there. <laughs> this is dangerous. Um, if if it was breakable, it just broke. And now the box is open. What is inside? All right, so we've got the box open. Joanna, what do we have there? It well, it's a clock. Uh-huh, okay. Um, oh wow, it's <laughs> it's a Miller Lite clock. Yeah. 
And the note says, to the PTN crew, just a little studio warming gift. I noticed that there was no clock on the wall. Good luck in the new digs. Peter R. Wow. Well, thank you, Peter. That is fantastic. Ooh. When I first read this note, I thought it said, just a little stupid gift. Because <laughs> that's what I feel like it is. Hey. She said that I didn't. I don't think that's going to be able to make it up on the studio because I'll probably take that home. No, that's a po- that's a Pace the Nation gift. All right. It has All lights right. and it has um, lightning bolts. Lightning bolts through it. Wow, perfect. It it has the old Miller Lite logo, which was the yeah, new like, Miller Lite logo. Looks like he might have gotten that at an antique store. Yeah. Well, you know, doesn't it look like it, like the box is dusty and? Yeah, it kind of does it actually. Is a little dusty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, P. Russo. I put together, uh, the note says Peter R., and then the package says P. Russo, and I put those two clues together and figured <laughs> out that it's from Peter Russo. Well, what, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't too much detective work needed there, but thank well, you. you didn't do it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Peter. So that was, that was uh, I, I don't know whether that was um, a letdown or very exciting, but for me, very exciting. So thank you, Peter. This is like uh, Goldilocks and the Three Little Bears. It's true. You're really excited. Joanna's really offended, and I'm (laughs) pretty neutral about it. Well, thank you, Peter. This will we will uh, display this proudly in the uh, new studio. All right, Joanna. So you said you had a couple stories, or at least that's what I teased from the beginning. I know. So I'm thinking fast. Yeah. What 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 do you got for us this week? Uh, well, we have had a couple of visitors in the Navy Yard store who are podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. So first of all, the Fries came in with their eight-day-old son, Matthew, Okay, who had the hiccups. Eight days. Wow. Eight days. First place he goes is the, the Pacers running store. Nice. I felt very honored. Nice. Did you know that there was a guy who had like the hiccups for like 13 years? How is that possible? Uh, you just have the hiccups for 13 years? But doesn't your doesn't your like diaphragm eventually maybe, stop spasming? Maybe maybe he doesn't scare easily. <laughs> oh boy, um, that's one of the reasons I really hate wind because I breathe through my mouth when I run, mm-hmm. and then I swallow a lot of wind, and then I get the hiccups. Did anybody ever call you a mouth breather? Yes, my brother. <laughs> well, thank you to the fries for coming in. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. That's awesome. Um, oh, and we also had somebody come in and buy a Pace Nation t-shirt. Nice. Uh, but he bought it because he thinks that the no asterisk symbol on the back looks like a Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> it does. logo. It does. Really? Yeah. So has he, is he a listener at all? And uh, just... I think he'll yes, become he is, a listener. Yes, he is. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And maybe a Pace Nation. We'll see. Wow. Okay. That's, that's a good story. Well, hopefully he uh, downloads this program. And whoever you are, thanks for spreading the good word wherever you're wearing that shirt. Was it Flea? he is a runner flea's a runner but i don't think he would have bought a shirt (laughs) did you know that flea was in back to the future 2 and 3 no i did not know that he's needles oh really Mm -hmm. well speaking of movies um i mentioned matt damon was in the news running related matt damon uh he's going to narrate the boston marathon documentary boston It's going to premiere on April 15th, right around the Boston Marathon, two days before the event. And he's going to narrate this documentary, which chronicles the history of the marathon from 1897, when it first started, to 2014, the year after the terrorist attacks. Wait, hold up. The Boston Marathon started in 1897? Yeah, 1897. Mm -hmm. You guys both knew that? 
Yeah. I mean, Dropping I, knowledge. I didn't I, know that. I, I mean, I know we talked about Marine Corps starting in 1976, uh, but yeah, Boston Marathon is the longest running marathon, I believe, in the world. So uh, yeah, 1897. So that was interesting. What's your guys' favorite Matt Damon movie? Good Will Hunting. Yeah, me too. Uh, right. Probably the first time I watched The Bourne Identity. I, I'm not sure I've seen. I didn't Born really Identity. like the Bourne movies. Uh, I've seen Goodwill Hunting. I think that's one of my five or six. I like when he does the apples thing. <laughs> I feel like our studio could be like one of those places where you could do. You like apples? Heather Jeff literally just did, just the, did the, the apple yeah. thing. Yeah. So for for those people who are looking to stalk us, uh, Heather Jeff is winning two two to uh, one. I think there's other people that have one, <laughs> right. including a dog. But this is she was walking by. It looked like with one of her kids, mm-hmm. not coming to work. She was just walking by and saw us. So she is she has really good pacination radar. It is radar. the heart of the new universe. So not surprised she was walking by here. Oh no, I changed my Rounders. Rounders is my favorite Matt Damon movie. I totally forgot about Rounders. You don't like the Great Wall? I've never seen that. Did you not like We Bought a Zoo? No, I heard that was terrible. I don't think it was terrible. You know what my the most disappointing Matt Damon movie for me was? Was The Adjustment Bureau. Didn't see it. I thought that that was like such a great premise. I thought it could have been good, but I didn't really care for it. So do you watch a lot of movies or just specifically Matt Damon movies? Um, both. Okay. Well, my, my thing, I, I think I might have only seen Goodwill Hunting. You should That's see Rounders. Rounders, okay. You would like it. It's about gambling, okay. Farley. Yeah. All right. I'm in for that. I think my favorite uh, Matt Damon movie might be Finding Forrester. He was in that? Yeah, he was the lawyer at the very end. He was in one scene. Oh. <laughs> well, it was a good movie. I liked it. It was a good movie. All right. Um, I want to get through my, my agenda items because I got, I got one more thing I want to talk to Joanna about. Uh, I mentioned the world record uh, was set by a local runner. Noah Lyles set the national championship and world record in the 300 meters at the USATF Indoor National Championship when he ran 31.87 at bettered uh, Wallace Spearman's 31.88 in 2006. So just one year out of high school, Noah Lyles, wow, setting, setting world records. So congratulations to him. Um, he is he, he's going to be one of the next great sprinters right here from the northern virginia area uh, so that's that's really exciting and if he keeps at it for 70 more years he might be able to com- <laughs> you know compete in that 90 and up that's true uh category very very true uh joanna you had a good race this past weekend we always talk about your struggles and your <laughs> challenges in your races so tell us about the uh saint pat's day race but but make it quick we're running out of time <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I finally feel like I had a first like good race. Um, wait, ever? I'd say ever. Yeah. No, I've, I've had races that I wasn't like totally disappointed with, but I feel like still at the end of every race, I'm struggling to get to the finish line. Like I'm just hanging on for whatever the last Mm -hmm. part of the race is. Um, but this was the first race where I actually felt strong and focused throughout the whole thing. And I actually felt like I was racing and trying to catch up and pass people and then be able to stay past them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, what would you attribute your success to? 
Um, I think that we've kind of gotten into some of that, Tripp and I, my coach have, because every time he tells me to do a race as a tempo, um, it usually ends up going really well. And then if he tells me to do something all out, it goes terribly. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so you're a head case. The, yeah, yeah, I'm a head case. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad it went well. So just think everything is a tempo run. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do have to say that that's by far my favorite course that I've ever run. I think that's an amazing 10K. That's great. Good, good to hear. I, I, I really enjoy that specific course too. So um glad that you you did um the 5k is great as well but it's it's a it, it so if you want to run a fast flat 10k generally good weather that's the one to do all right wanted to fly through um the agenda because i wanted to throw this at you at the end here joanna um mm. so this podcast of course will hit the airways on monday mm-hmm. and that monday night we have like father, like son, an evening with Olympians, Matt and Matthew Sensuitz. Just that's, an evening? That's going to be... <laughs> that's a Homer Simpson joke, everybody. <laughs> that's going to be at uh, Wilson High School at 7 p.m. Monday, March 13th. So, Docs and I are both unfortunately out of town. Different uh, trips. Different, different trips. <laughs> so that leaves Joanna as the moderator for the event. And you say it like it's by default. No, 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 no. She was, no, she, she was uh, uh, a first choice. This is Joanna. Neither it of doesn't us could sound make like it. No, 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 yeah. this no, 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 this does, no. I'm, Did you ask Charlie too? No, I didn't. No, How I far didn't. down the list was no. I? No, you are the, the first choice. And I can't wait for uh, uh, Monday night because uh, I'm going to be watching on Facebook live. I think you're going to do a great job. No pressure. Uh, so you're going to think of it as a tempo. <laughs> right, exactly. Moderation. <laughs> So you're going to be the moderator. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, uh, we expect to have hundreds uh, of people there. Uh, nervous at all? Or h- how do you feel about this? Um, yeah, I feel fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I know Coach pretty well, mm-hmm. and I have come to know Matthew pretty well as well. So I think that it'll be um, exciting for me. I'll finally get to control the microphone. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, and not to make you any more nervous, but I believe we are good in this, you know, little, you know, studio box, box here. Little uh, being the operative word. <laughs> it is small, uh, but, uh, you know, small, but comfortable and, and in a great location. But mm-hmm. when we're outside, it's it's difficult and kind of nerve wracking. Um, and outside of these, you know, with us sitting together uh are you nervous that it's kind of outside our regular comfort zone when uh, with, with with Docs and I not there? And are you just ready for us to? Are you ready to uh, just you know get us out of the way and? Yeah, I take feel it like um, the better question I have is, do you want me to succeed or fail? No, I want you to. <laughs> I know, Farley. This is that's a ridiculously uh, loaded question. Yeah, it's so yeah. ridiculous the okay. way you just asked right, that question. I, um, that's true. I I, wasn't, it, I just want to let you keep going because I didn't want to interrupt it. Cause I was no, like, please. Was, was it, it's getting more and more ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and in, and the, remember also this is a topic that like you know I I've read the book like I said I know both of them really well mm-hmm. and I'm I've prepared for it so I feel confident that it'll it'll go fine. No, I'm just sure have it will. fun, Joanna, and uh, just roll with whatever happens. Unexpected things will happen, and just have fun. Yeah, yeah and I know you're gonna do fine. I'm just I'm just trying to. You're trying to rattle her Give because you, you, a little bit because more you pressure. want, like, for the next one, you want everybody to be like, oh, Joanna didn't work out. We need Farley. 
<laughs> no, not true, not true. I want her to do well. I just, uh, I just wanted to highlight the fact that she'll be up there solo doing it, and I'm sure you'll do a great job. Thank you. Yeah. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a location in Princeton, New Jersey at 7 Palmer Square. Podcast, of course, is brought to you by the new book out there, Like Father, Like Son, by Matt Sensuitz. Come to our, our, our book event on Monday night. If you're downloading this podcast in the morning, come and see Joanna uh, and and see what a great job she does and well and come see coach and Matthew and see come some come see coach and Matthew of course too. I think people that don't listen to the podcast will come to see coach and Matthew I think right. our podcast listeners <laughs> are going to come for the the star of the show Joanna E Russo yeah so uh, yeah and let what tweet us let us know how she did I'm sure she did great give Farley that quick instant <laughs> evaluation. All right, episode number 97 in the books. Thanks again to John Finney Jr. for joining us today on the program. Really enjoyed sitting down with John. He'll be at uh, your next local Pacers running race, so find him and say hello. Thanks to Joanna Russo. Thanks to William E. Docks. Thanks to Kelly, the intern. Joanna, good luck on Monday night. Thank you. You're going to be great. All right, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pacer Nation. We will see you next week. Somebody just did a double take trying to figure out uh, what's going on in here.